0: The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, we're dancing on freeways, playing music J.K. Simmons doesn't like, singing with Gwen Stacy, and announcing the wrong Oscar winner. As our podcast theme redirects to stuff without capes and shit, it's Damien Chazelle's La La Land. I'm Riggs.
1: and I'm X. and I'm Baby Bledakx.
0: Mystery Bundles has to do the intro. Ah,
1: oh, Matilda, what are you doing here? What do you mean I'm doing here? What is he doing with my son? yeah mommy's
0: here too what the fuck was that
1: i'm
0: sorry <laughs> oh my god we're not even in the show yet you've already done three characters and 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 and, and, a, and a whole scene and some <laughs> some divorce drama it's just everybody I mean, this is the filmatics podcast <laughs> Hey friends, and welcome back to the Film Addies Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that little skip that that Addy did not tell me he had planned. Um, and uh, here we are. Um, it's we're back. It's it's fantastic. Bloodaxe is here, baby Bloodaxe, and fucking Matilda, apparently, who <laughs> Blood is Bloodaxe's. If if we if we watch a uh, 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 Zach's new picture, Rebel Moon. And there is legitimately a character named Matilda in it. I'm gonna fucking eat my own hat. I swear <laughs> to God, because that is that would be amazing. Um, but yes, we're back, folks. Hello, we're doing La La Land um, because I watched it for the first time for a couple of weeks ago and told Addy and 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 you know you lost your mind over it. I did um, because I've been I've yeah. been
1: telling you to watch it ever since you watched Babylon.
0: <laughs> That's true. I mean, to be fair, that wasn't that long ago. Actually, yes, it was. Regan, it, it was, was seven months ago, eight months ago. Um, yeah, and uh, it's funny because I was I, when when I watched Babylon, I rewatched um, Whiplash, and I was like, "This guy's got some juice," you know. And then I can't remember what I was doing that night. I, I know I was having kind of like a movie, a movie day to myself, um, and it's, it's, for some reason that came into my sphere and I can probably tell you why. Just give me one second. Yeah. So I was just doing this run of like um, real, real, real like sort of dramas. So I watched <laughs> <laughs> um, How I Live Now, Lady Bird, um, Ammonite and Brooklyn, all of which star Saoirse, Saoirse Ronan um, because I was having a Saoirse Renaissance at home. Um, she's a wonderful actress. And I was just, I was in the mood for some real, you know, some drama, some real powerful acting. And then for some reason, La, La Land came up and I was like, you know what? I never saw that because at the time, everybody said to me, well, not everybody, but an awful lot of people said that they didn't like it, that the performances weren't good, that the singing was shit, that the blah, 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 blah. And I, I ignored it. What a, what a silly thing to let other people's opinions decide what I, what I do or what I choose to consume because it's, you know... I waited all this time and I could have could've have watched this wonderful, wonderful movie that made me feel great and made me feel really positive about um, my craft and, and Damien Chiselle's a a master at um, at what he does. I watched First Man again as well. Um and uh, and, and really love that. Very different picture, but it's, you know, really beautiful and I'm excited we get to talk about it. But before we do that, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I'm from yeah, here.
0: Reeling from your skit.
1: I am. So if that's not a giveaway, I'm deep into D and D shit, and with no plans of coming out of it ever.
0: Good. What's is there something in particular that's happening at the moment with that? Or
1: there's a campaign going on with with a couple of my friends, and we end it tomorrow night.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. And that's how long does that last for?
1: This was this was supposed to be a short one, so it was it was like it's six sessions, but each session's like three and a half hours.
0: Wow, that's yeah. a, that's more than all the Lord of the Rings movies.
1: It is, and I have two simultaneous campaigns going on. It's it's the best thing.
0: Awesome. I don't know how you keep all that information in your head all at once, but if anybody wants some, some D&D advice or, or digs on that shit, message Addy straight away. You seem to know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: I love the confidence. I love the confidence. Uh, thank you. Um, but to get into the normal... ...ness of the program which you all which you all love do we do you want to talk about what we, what we watched this yeah let's let's do what are we watching let's do that all right one two three what are we watching what are we watching i've watched heaps of stuff because we've it's been a little while between records again because we're just we're both busy people oh, we're yeah. running campaigns i'm i'm doing actual fighting of monsters and things um because i don't know if you know this everybody australia's rife with them um we've got all sorts of centaurs and 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 fishmen and and uh pig people and half horse half human it's it it is it is a wasteland out here and you've got to you've got to go to work every day with a with a mace um i've detracted from the point what are we doing again that's right We're talk about what are we watching what have you been watching
1: Oh, I've watched, You've been
0: watching some cool shit. I have. Or just doing your campaign.
1: Uh, no, that's that's like therapy. So yeah, but uh, yeah, Perfect. every I've, I've watched a lot of shit. But I want you to go first because I have I have I have a rant, and I have a positive rant.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Um, well, I watched these in quick succession of each other within the last sort of week. Um, I revisited. Uh, uh, Ang Lee's Hulk from two
1: thousand and three. So that
0: too. Um, yeah, which because it's uh, someone mentioned it on a podcast, and I was like, I haven't seen that in a long time. I was at I was at JB Hi-Fi. JB Hi-Fi is an Australian electronics store, and they sell four K discs. Um, and uh, I'm a big fan of of, uh, of um, physical media because um, that tends to be the way that the creators want you to see their work in the highest possible resolution. And streaming doesn't do that, even even you know places like um, uh uh, disney plus and 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 amazon prime that do um stream in hdr it's not as high quality as those discs um so i bought that and fuck did it look good on 4k i'm gonna tell you that much um pretty fantastic just beautiful beautiful colors angley's such an amazing director there's some he really understands the themes of hulk as well some of the performances are a bit weird but i don't think the comic book movie had really kind of found its groove we'd had blade and and which i watched again recently as well which rules um and uh x-men his first spider-man come out hulk was an interesting pick for ang lee and like it was it was uh you know pretty pretty like unusual choice of, of of um a topic for him but yeah, he, he nailed it, and I, I really like that movie a lot. It's, um, it holds up against uh, anything that's currently being done, especially the CG. It's like kind of, everyone's always like, oh, it looks like Shrek. And that's only because Shrek, that's recency biased. You'd just seen Shrek. The Hulk came first, baby. Um, and I kind of like that even more than the um, than the kind of muted green. But that was really good. I went to the cinema um, with my fiance. She's a, a huge Australian music fan and um, she's also worked in the industry quite a lot. She has a lot of friends within the um, uh, Melbourne scene in particular. And there's a, a, a producer and um, who's also the head of Mushroom Records, uh, a man named Michael Kudinsky, um, who was basically the godfather of, of Australian music or Australian rock music um, a, a, as a producer and as, a, as a, a head of a, a label. Um, and there's a documentary about him out at the moment called Ego, which is an amazing documentary. It's so well made. Um, uh, it's got everybody in it. You could want to sting Kylie Minogue and, and Jimmy Barnes and all these people talking about this amazing person who came into their life and, and helped them. Like without him, Australian, the landscape of Australian music is very, very different. And we're such a music heavy culture here, um, especially in Melbourne. Um, was really powerful. Unfortunately, Michael Gnizzi died a couple of years ago, just after COVID. Um, and, uh, you know, they they plastered the city with all the posters of all the different, um, uh, you know, concerts that he'd put on. Um, and he, he really was a, a magnanimous, um, a beautiful human being. And it's a really good doco. It starts really kinetic and, and energetic, and it's got some d- DNA from, like, Spider-Verse going on with this cool animation and, and shit. And then as he ages and as his story slows down, so does the doco. Um, Yeah, really expertly put together Um, and uh, on, I think it was Sunday night, um, me and and my uh, my future sister-in-law and my uh, fiancé were trying to find somebody to watch and for some reason my fiancé asked how to spell the word plethora and I immediately went into, would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? Oh yes, Effie. you'll definitely have a plethora. which is a quote from um, <laughs> Three Amigos, and I and they were like uh, Alex, my my future sister in law was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "Haven't you seen Three Amigos? It's like one of my top ten favorite movies." And she's like, "No," nah. and I was like, "That's it, we're watching it. Fuck it." And goddamn, that movie is amazing. Any of you out there who are big fans of um, Only Murders in the Building, which I am, um, such a great show. Uh, this is Martin Short and um, so Steve Martin and Martin Short. Uh, you know when they were still like coming off the back of their popularity from Saturday Night Live in the early 80s um, it, it was uh, produced and written part in part written by Lauren Michaels this film um, also Randy Newman who wrote the, the that um, you got a friend in me from Toy Story um, and uh, yeah it's just a, such a big silly um, heartfelt a uh, 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 film I, just, I couldn't recommend more going back to something and and also there's kind of there's this weird... Thing where you think, oh, a movie like that that's kind of set where it's set and it has the cast that it has, and they're supposed to like they're in in the movies because it's set in the you know early 1900s. They're supposed to be these wealthy Spanish landlords, and they're all white dudes, and they're kind of um, uh, what what is it uh, misappropriating the costume and all that stuff. But when they go to Mexico to you know under this pretense um, of being performers, but they're really going to be kind of like seven samurai, you know, saviors of this town. All the all the cast are played by um, you know people who who are you know Spanish or Mexican, um, and and it doesn't like it never makes fun of them. It makes fun of these guys not understanding stuff. You know it it's, it, it holds up really well in terms of the the um, you know awareness and 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 uh, 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 anti cancel culture kind of thing. Um, so I would highly recommend that. And one more thing, just as a lead into what will be our big October month, our big Halloween month. Addy was like, I want to do a bunch of episodes um, uh, around the work of um, Michael... Mike Mike Flanagan. (laughs) Mike Flanagan. Addy said he wanted to do a sort of longer series about Mike Flanagan's work, Doctor Sleep, uh, Haunting a Hill House, Blythe Manor. Uh, He just had a a, um, trailer drop for uh, The Fall of the House of Usher yesterday. Um, amazing uh, uh, creator, um, really understands horror and character and how those two blend. And so I started watching Hill House's research and
1: fuck me.
0: That's some of the best TV you'll ever see, friends. That is just get into it. It's on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, I know it was huge when it came out. Uh, You know, everybody was talking about it at the time. I, I don't know why I let it pass me by. Maybe because I don't like ghosts and being scared. But that's yeah. not even half of it, really. Like most of it's that this family drama, and it's 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 beautiful. And Doctor Sleep's fucking fantastic.
1: Oh yeah, i I heard that. I heard that episode of script apart, and I went and I watched The Shining, and uh, Doctor Sleep, and then I watched the Doctor Sleep director's cut.
0: Yeah, see, I haven't seen the director's cut. It's not like readily available here, but I did order it online, hoping I I asked if it was the right region, and I'm not hoping that it is. But yeah, Doctor Sleep's a a, a really good film, and it does the dna that it shares with the shining film and book is is really interesting and yeah i shout out to um uh, the the script apart podcast with um al horner um it's really really uh insightful if you if you're into writing at all or if you're into storytelling i would highly recommend that it's got a great episode um uh that i listened to recently with um david hayter of uh uh Watchmen fame as well. well sort of see the progression of that that um uh, that project i
1: heard that last night
0: yeah it's good isn't it he's, yeah. he's so sort of like insightful um both both alan and and, and david haider so um but yeah that was me blasting through all my stuff what have you been watching my friend
1: <laughs> i just i want i want to say picking picking back off of your uh house thing helos is the reason why i love horror like i i love horror as much as i don't talk about it because i there is a certain type of horror that I really love, and that's all Mike Flanagan's work. And there's not a lot of people... like Mike Flanagan said that, and we, we get into it when we do the Doctor Sleep episode, that like the Doctor Sleep film is a journey of recovery and all that. And I felt that while watching Doctor Sleep because I watched it in theatre. But I had nobody to talk about it because nobody fucking watched it.
0: Mm, yeah, it did pretty poorly at the cinema, unfortunately. It I was very misunderstood.
1: Hill House, Hill House is fucking great. I watch it twice every year. I made my mom watch it last year and she cried at the end of it. And I, I know it was a win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um I'm only up to episode six though, so shush.
1: I mean, yeah, you've already got the the Nelly thing, so. It, yeah, it yeah. If
0: you've if you've seen it when you know what we're talking about. But we'll probably dedicate an episode to to like different chunks of his career. Like obviously Dog Sleep's a big one um you know uh, midnight mass Blythe manor a haunting of hill house but um yeah that's that's gonna be our our spooktober yeah (laughs) or whatever the fuck (laughs) or maybe it'll just be addy replaying that little fucking scene of like kramer versus kramer but blood axe versus blood axe
1: oh god that's too much
0: any kramer versus kramer fans out there i don't know it's an old movie
1: every time the way water
0: I saw that what what prompted that and 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 the not- half a star review you gave it on a little box how, how you have not had your house burned down by by a rabid avatar fan I'll never understand
1: I love fantasy and I love sci-fi this was just bad
0: but you said when when um we talked about it you know it was brought up you were just talking about on a script level you just it, just it just doesn't work yeah um as a, as a script
1: and look, man, visually, it it's amazing. It, you Like, you understand why it took 13 years for that film to come out. But you also have to, like, after that, you also have to, like, look at the fact that it took them 13 years to make this film and they couldn't rewrite some of the things. Like, I just, I, I don't hate a lot of things. And I rewatched The Flash and I I started hating it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I rewatched I retired the way of water I was like, I don't hate it, but it just, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like this, people misunderstand it a lot, like a lot, like it's the same story with, with it, with it, with a different cast, but it doesn't have the depth or the feel of the story that there, that there was in the first one. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it doesn't work, like. The first time you watch it, it works because it's just so much that you're absorbing it for three hours. And you watch it again, and you watch it again, and you watch it again, and then you start to see the seams and you start to see the, the cracks and everything.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen the second one. I, I just, I, it doesn't, and, and this is this is not a slight on anybody or anything or whatever. Like I just, I have no interest. I didn't like the first one. And yeah, it is a, it's just a story thing um and and that it was a huge like and also as as we hate movies podcaster eric siska says it's okay to like a movie if you like avatar and you think it's the best movie that's ever made and it speaks to you and, and maybe you, you really enjoy the the um ecological message um sorry ecological message that it has or uh, uh you know whatever that's wonderful that's beautiful enjoy it and and the flash too it, I, i'm grateful to the flash um and i was talking about it with with alex the other night and she was like it broke me i don't want to watch any more of this stuff anymore and it means reinvestigating things it means going back and going hey i want to buy the Maltese falcon and 4k because that's something i want to get like it's it's forced me to look because everything moves at such a pace social media is the the, the, the bane for this like we were talking about it that's how we communicate now. Well, I, you know, I don't want to communicate like that. If someone told me I should be on TikTok and I'm like, why? I think in like 16.9 or I, I, I think in, you know, um, uh, 235 or 185 or 177. 7, I don't think in 9.16, you know, which is the, which is the sort of your phone size, which is stories and things. It's just not, I don't think that space is for me. And that's totally cool in the same way that the flash isn't for me. There's, it, while everything's racing forward, I'm finding myself looking back more and more and I think it's making me better at, better at what i do and what what i can offer um you know my my industry and my 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 people the people i work with um so i'm grateful for the flash for that but yeah if you love it if you think the flash is the best did you hit your head what happened no i am done. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you if you like it that's that's fantastic <laughs> that's that's not a problem at all maybe it's for kids you know cartoon stuff the the um trailer for i mean this will lead us into nerd news the Aquaman trailer dropped oh yeah the Aquaman shit it's just a cartoon like it's 100% a cartoon it's more cartoony than the fucking fifth element man and it is whatever you know it'll be what it'll be um, um yeah so you watch the flash again way of water
1: right so those were the rewatches I watched uh dead reckoning for the first time because it came out of the horrible horrible theater format that's called uh x screen which if you're watching that Theater format, like, what the fuck is wrong with you?
0: What's X-Screen?
1: It's where you sit in a theater and, like, the film plays 360.
0: Like that. Ah, right. Yeah, okay, sure. Here, we have that. Oh, do we have that here? No, I don't think we do. In, in the US, it's, like, 4DX or something.
1: 4DX is, like, when when your seats move.
0: When it fucking like- comes on your face or whatever the <laughs> hell it is. <laughs> That's what happens. It's They've got, like, it's, it's, it's um... There's smells and 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 and, yeah. and touches well, like think... if a, mo- I mean no one's coming on anyone's face I don't think but you know we've seen there's been some movies where you could have done that Babylon's a perfect example, um, but uh... <laughs> or getting shit on imagine Babylon in 4DX oh my, my god, god. <laughs> you'd be like everyone'd be leaving no wonder it didn't do well everyone was leaving because they got shat on in the first five minutes sorry. <laughs> So don't go and see it in the wraparound version. Why not? Is it just hard to watch?
1: Um, it just, it takes away from like what the film is. And like, I'm not a huge uh, Tom Cruise fan. I didn't really mm. like Top Gun for reasons that I don't want to put out in the world.
0: The first one or the most recent one? No,
1: uh, Top Gun Maverick. First one's good. Sure. It's it's like a, it's a time capsule. Like it's it's a product of his time. Sure is. All right? Um, but yeah, I love the Mission Impossible films. Because of Simon Pegg, and like I love Rogue Nation is my favorite action movie of all time. That's that's how much I love this franchise. And I watched sure. Dead Reckoning, and I, it was like I was two I was two minutes in, like after the intro, I was I was fucking crying because I just I love this fucking franchise, and I like I'm not a huge star, like Tom Cruise fan. I, I fucking said that already, but like this the scale on which this film is presented, it makes me. It makes me love loving movies. Right? And yeah. like after the flash I really fucking need that like a lot. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. You gotta um, you gotta um refill the cup.
1: Yeah. And I watched uh Fantastic Beast, the third one, which they're not continuing, but that's fucked up because the third one's the best. Um I watched the original Fantastic
0: soup. Beasts and their addresses. Uh, <laughs> that's a good joke I've used it a lot I don't fucking care I really like that joke I think it's hysterical
1: it's just Fantastic
0: Beasts and, <laughs> and the secrets of and their postcodes what was it? Fantastic Beasts and the what? the and- secrets of Dumbledore yeah holy shit I knew it <laughs> oh, fuck me that was I'm impressed myself <laughs> nonsense um,
1: but yeah I watched uh, I watched Astro City before I went out again I watched Past Life which is amazing but I wanted more um I watched the original Superman film, which I loved, and it made me fall back into loving Superman again. It gave me the nudge to, to write my Superman. Like I, I watched that, and then I fucking wrote it. I wrote the first part, at least.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Sorry, was this the post that you put out? Yeah, or the, the, the post. Yeah, if you have a chance, anybody who um, follows Addy and, and maybe missed this, or if you don't follow him, you should go and follow him. Fantastic post about... Man and, and and what it means to him just really really well written just great great f- heartfelt film journalism i would recommend it and that's not biased
1: i watched andor in peer pressure it wasn't for peer pressure i was like fuck it i, I have to watch it now <laughs> you know we, we we watched kenobi and I, yeah and i talked about how when keaton christensen showed up there as anakin it was it went a bit emotional for me because I, I had the connection with their prequels, but I had just watched them. Yeah. And my, my favorite Star Wars movie is, is Rogue One because of the fact that there is a lack of space wizards and light swords. Lizard mm-hmm. swords.
0: A lot of people say that, actually. I know a lot of people who like that one the best. Even people who are, like my brother-in-law, who's, you know, 45 years old, diehard Star Wars fan. And that one came out when he was like... 35 or something you know like it's just yeah
1: and yeah i i watched andor and rogue one was the first time i i cried like like teared up while watching uh, something related to star wars and i watched andor and there are parts of it where i was bawling because of how just fucking amazing that show is there there there's there I can't describe how I f- how I felt while watching it because it's it was so new to me to love something that I've always felt very distant from me. It, it it works in a way that not a lot of Star Wars media does, and I watched that in tandem with the Ahsoka show that's going on right now, and it's it's two it's two very very different things. Like one's about the formation of the rebellion, which is the reason why Luke Skywalker was able to do the things that he was able to like there there's no luke beating darth vader if there was no rebellion mm. and then
0: many Bothan spies died getting this information you fuck <laughs> <laughs> or whatever she says
1: and yeah it's it's the formation of that and like it made the empire more scary to me than it than it has ever been and that's how it's supposed to be like this is a fascist government rising and oppressing people. It's supposed to be scary. But yeah, and like the ties to the actual history of like our world and the things that's gone on in our world and its ties to Star Wars was insane. And then I watched Ahsoka and I don't want to give spoilers for like the very latest episode, but I ha- I have watched episode five and it it's it's insane. And I cried, but for two different reasons. And it made me... Realize that Star Wars can work in so many different things only if people care. The people behind it need to care.
0: I think Feloni does, like, whatever problems you have with him, he does really give a shit about all these characters, particularly the ones that he created. You know, I know Ahsoka comes from the, the TV series. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, the animated series. And, like... And Rosario Dawson, like, fucking whatever, man. I'll, he, he, she is just... She is the goat, man. I just love her.
1: She is. And, like, I haven't watched Rebels, and I haven't watched Clone Wars. I went into this just knowing that Ahsoka was, um, a Padawan of Anakin Skywalker, and she left and had to fight Anakin when he was Vader, and she lost because she saw him as Vader and was just in turmoil. And she is she is the legacy of, of Count Dooku to Yoda to Qui Gon Jinn to uh, Obi Wan to Anakin. It's this line of unconventional Jedi and how like they have formed her, and it's now her story and how she wants to like leave her legacy and it's it's wonderful to see two things that are so different yet based in the same universe that make that make you like they make you have an emotional uh, response to it, even though you don't have the the previous so yeah. And then yesterday I went and watched um, "Talk to Me," which is, of, like, it is—it's a, it's a New horror.
0: Zealand horror movie, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was five and scary. a half, four and a half star intense. review
0: on Letterboxd. I saw like that's what that's, you, you must have liked it.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, I like I like horror, and I like when it gets crazy because it reminds me that I'm crazy too.
0: Hey, that's what is it? Horror is the best thing for that, you know?
1: That's that's all I've been watching.
0: That's that that's no, good. Um, get, get as much media as you can. I just always feel like Ahsoka sounds like when an Australian person tells you it's been wet. Like the weather's been really bad. Like if I was to call my dad and be like, Hey mate, how how's how's the weather up there? Oh fucking pissing down, mate. Oh really? Oh yeah, it's Ahsoka! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just Maybe that's just my accent doing funny things. But anyway, it's beautiful. Go and check out Ahsoka and 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 other kinds of water pistols. Um, whatever you're into. And, uh, and, and now we're going to do that thing that we do where we do the nerd news. Here we are, it's, it's, it's nerd news. Some of it's a little bit late because it's stuff that we want to talk about, but it happened between, you know, two sort of long recordings. But whatever, you know the format, you're here. It's beautiful. This one's interesting. <clears throat> I don't know how much truth there is in this. You sent it to me and I was like, yeah, horse shit. But then Robert Pattinson weighed in. Dick Grayson, the first Batman, uh, is reportedly to appear in Matt Reeves' The Batman Part 2.
1: You said Dick Grayson, the first Batman. Is <laughs> Dick Grayson, the first Robert
0: I? Yeah. Dick Grayson the could rewind Dick Grayson the first Robin is reportedly to appear in in Matt Reeves' at The Batman Part 2. What do you reckon? I don't like you reckon it. That's bull hockey or oh, you don't like it? I was just asking you think it's real or not.
1: Oh, is it real? No, fucking no.
0: Nah, I don't know.
1: You you don't get Robin in like year 2 Batman. You get it like year 6 maybe.
0: Yeah, it's it's it seems a little early. It would make and it's, it's like they're already introducing him in Brave and Bold. That's the whole point of Brave and Bold, is it not?
1: No, they're they're introducing Damien. Like there hasn't been any confirmation. of the only confirmation that Dick Grayson exists is because Damien is going to be in the film.
0: Yeah, well, there, there's going to have to be, you know, Nightwing at some point. That goes without saying. But I just mean they're doing a Batman and Robin film over there. Why would you do that also in this Elseworlds thing that they're doing with you know the Joker and Matt Reeves Batman and all that stuff? It's a lot going on.
1: It's a lot going on. It's a lot, and honestly, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Robin fits there. I don't think Dick Grayson Robin fits there, because I feel like that's that's a Batman trilogy and the end of it. If you do have Robin take on the legacy, then then you have two Nightwings, and I don't like the idea of two Nightwings.
0: No, I mean, unless it's in a bedroom situation. Um, I mean, yeah. Because what else are you going to do with a Dick Grayson apart from? Get some dick, Grayson. Everybody dreams about dick occasionally, uh, whether that's former <laughs> President Richard Nixon or whatever you're into. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't have a dog in the race anymore. I don't care. Um, I did rewatch the Batman, and um, I felt the length this time. And I felt I, I like, did too. <laughs> beautiful, you know, film, and yeah, like you know, got the 4K again, and you know, can't recommend 4K enough, folks. But the 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 Three hours, I really felt the melodrama. I was like, oh, fuck. And, I, and I'd just recently seen all the Nolans again, like all the Nolan Batmans again, in quick succession. And and it was like, yeah, this is, I don't know, maybe more my speed. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, speaking of Nolan, Josh Hartnett, who just had a wonderful turn in uh, Oppenheimer um, as a character whose name escapes me, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, Josh Hartnett, fantastic actor, I think he is anyway. I've liked him even when he was young. H2O Halloween faculty, he was really good in. Um, he, he's just had a bit of a, a, a career resurgence. He was on a TV show called Penny Dreadful um, for three seasons, which I fucking love. I, th- I think it's a really, really solid um, sort of gothic horror series. Similar to the uh, Mike Flanagan stuff, in that it's all character driven. But anyway, Josh Hartnett, look him up. Yeah, he was. He's reportedly in. He was sorry. Go ahead.
1: He was Ernest Lawrence in uh, in Oppenheimer. Just looked it up.
0: Sorry, Ernest Laurie. You know the one. He was one of those white guys. who was in it. Um, is such a stupid argument. <laughs> Everybody is fucking white, dude. <laughs> but of course it was. It was the Manhattan Project <laughs> in like the early nineteen forties. Like, of course yeah, they were all white
1: it's too. like it's, it's like the scene in it's like the scene in La La Land La when when Mia's like, "Could you get my keys?" <laughs> and he asks, "What what's your car?" And she's like. It's a Prius, and there's like six Priuses.
0: Six, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Oppenheimer is basically the Prius. Uh, like that whole cast is the Prius of of films. That's such a good <laughs> scene, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah, Josh Hartnett is reportedly in talks to portray Doctor Doom in Fantastic Four. Um, don't know. Don't know what truth there is in that. Uh, I don't know whether they were calling it a reboot either, because it's not really um i like josh i'm i'm, I'm keen for that I, I don't know what that fantastic four movie is um it's yeah i mean oh, there was a big thing about it being set in the 60s and then that doesn't look like that's going to happen and all this yeah it's it's so much misinformation out there you know so yeah what do you reckon josh
1: don't know don't care
0: <laughs> oh cool wow well, way can't... to commit?
1: <laughs> yeah because like i I'm only excited for the mutants. I told you that. Like my my only my only real interest in their whole superhero genre is is the mutants. I I honestly don't care about the Superman legacy enough.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you never know. It might might pop up. Just a couple of things, real quick. Uh, the Crow reboot starring Bill Skarsgård um yeah, will release in 2024. They've been trying to make this for fucking ages. This film, and it was uh not a remake, but but you know a reboot, I guess, of uh, The Crow, which was made in early 90s, maybe 94, 95 or something, um, directed by uh, Australian director, Australian-Egyptian director Alex Poyas and starring the late Brandon Lee, who died during production. It's one of the best comic book adaptations of all time. That graphic novel is painful to read. It's really, really intense. Um, James O'Barr wrote it after his um, girlfriend was, I think, um, uh, killed in a car accident. And he sort of wrote that as kind of his therapy of how to get through it. And the art style is really wicked and it's just, it's powerful. It's a really amazing story. It's a really amazing sort of, um, it's a revenge story, but like in a romantic way, which is, you know, not really usually the case. Um, and I, I love it. I, I watched that again recently. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen for whatever that is. That should be interesting. Um, this one's one of my patented, no shit. Uh, bits of information. Universal is reportedly developing a live-action Legend of Zelda movie. Of course they are, because Super Mario Brothers made all the money ever. They made it a Bibibelians, the Pajajillions, Squillions. Um, so that's, yeah, a no-brainer there. And this one, maybe you'll give a shit about this, Mr. I'm a Nihilist and don't care about nothing. Sorry, did you have something to say about Zelda?
1: <laughs> I did! <laughs> Okay, shoot that
0: Zelda, and then I'll give you some shit.
1: No, I'm I'm just going to say that, and this is weird because the listeners won't get this, but you will. The thing that you're mm-hmm. reading from that, that said, like, the Zelda thing, mm-hmm. if you look in the background, it's Rivendell. It's not even a Zelda setting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that?
1: Because I saw that too.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, we, we follow the same pages. It's silly. Cool. All right. And the final story, Winter.
1: Uh, I have one more. Netflix. After.
0: No. we're doing my one and then you shut your face okay (laughs) let me you you completely ruined my flow. oh he's he's walking off he's off mic now i just heard myself talking that was weird uh no here we go you ready you ready Mm -hmm. you ready it's winter it's 2024 it's netflix it's my fucking season two of arcane friends addy just exploded he just boom. He joygasmed, and that was the end of him. <laughs> it's a solo I was, show now.
1: I, I was this close for you to, to, for you to not say it, and by the time the thought crossed my mind, you'd already said it. So yeah.
0: <laughs> That's why we're good podcasting. Um, yeah. yeah, excited.
1: Beyond um, friend friend of the show, uh, Leanne, who was on the uh, Airways episode had recently yeah. uh, got the point of me really loving Kaitlyn and Y. and so that's a, that's a win for me <laughs> so yeah i i am i am terribly excited for all the things that will come out of the fan art
0: yeah yeah lots of lots of sexy animated positions i'll bet you um but in you know without the silliness it's a really fucking good show and now now and this is when did the first season come out
1: Oh, it was it was
0: twenty twenty one. Yeah, so that's that's quite a wait for a season of something, even for fans of Game of Thrones or whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah, I didn't. The watch story it. of
0: fire and ice. I don't know. Is, I, I, is watched, yeah, I watched the first four seasons of Game of Thrones and then came back for the fifth one after a huge break and was like, I don't know who anybody is. <laughs> I remember nothing.
1: It's the song of ice and fire, and I didn't watch it on. Like, what did I air. say? <laughs> what did show, i say the story of fire nice
0: a fucking that's the same to me <laughs> sorry all your game of thrones purists out there whatever you're doing um that's a funny thing about those shows i was thinking about it today is like things that just hit like huge like just you know have a a, a cultural awareness or a marketing campaign like things like barbie like barbie's a legitimately good thing but it's mark like they spent 150 million dollars on marketing for that um you know, that that kind of hits. Squid Game was another one I remember. Like, everybody was talking, couldn't stop talking about Squid Game. Squid Game, this, every time I went somewhere, was someone talking about squids and games. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, I had no idea. And all these things that just hit massively and then disappear. You know, like Arcane was a sleeper. And now it's got a following, but it didn't go, it didn't go boom the way that some stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. Know. And and to be honest, I was there when it was a sleeper because I was excited with the first teaser, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably, you, did you have previous with the game? I did. What was your story?
1: Oh, because um, we have to talk about this because we've been doing free fucking promo for it for a year now. Um, <laughs> the
0: the Rebel, Rebel Moon trailer dropped. It did. And it looks the fucking tits. Like, it looks baller, man. I don't know. Maybe I'll just—I'm uh, ready for a Zacchazons.
1: I—I am too. I've been waiting for it, yeah. and like I watched it and I watched it again, and then I cried and I watched it again.
0: <laughs> Visually, I know that there's some story stumbles and whatever. But fuck, he's a great lensman. Like he just knows how to make images look interesting. It's a lot of slow mo always, but that's what he likes to do. He likes to to capture a moment and draw it out. Like he's a, he's a graphic artist. Like he—that's that's what he wants to do. He wants to. You know, contain the energy in that one section and yeah, I'm I'm keen for it. I, I love me some sci-fi, so
1: yeah, and like oh man, I watched it and like the first thought in my mind was oh this feels like Star Wars. This feel this feels like Star Wars Lord of the Rings and this feels like Star Wars Dune and John Carter and the Princess of Mars combined. And I, I love that it has the it has the feel of John Carter because it's John Carter and I have a very uh It's a very complicated relationship but um that like those books those those stories um that movie as well is is something that the world wasn't ready for then and i i love that he has elements of that here and yeah i mean they're they're the spider wizards with space swords and i am i am all for it i would rather have this than like another flash honestly
0: yeah well don't worry <laughs> you, you, you're not in any danger of getting that don't worry Right? um yeah. It's not even on anybody's and it's
1: though. like it's not even like they like in the trailer it's part one and then there's a release date for part two and between that it's going to be a director's cut which is around four hours if i'm not wrong um probably like four hours 15 or something and um there's there's going to be comic books there's there's one novel and there's one video game, if uh, up until now. But that that's hoping that it works. But it's already in development, and like they've shot part one and part two together. And hopefully, there's a third one. And the one thing I hate is that Netflix does not do theatrical limited releases. At least not like worldwide. And they I won't would, for this. I, they do
0: they do some stuff, but they won't do this.
1: i I would love to i would love for this to be just just there on like a bit like not even for me for someone who's never seen anything um not like that who's never seen anything like in in this world like sci-fi or fantasy to just get a chance to watch that because this is this is zack snyder working on a script that he's been working on for 20 years and then getting a chance to shoot it as he wants to like actually holding the fucking camera and shooting it like it's 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 creators winning, and that's that's why we're here.
0: Yeah, uh, massive respect for him in that. Like, I've I've been my own DP my entire career. There's been very few times where I've shot stuff that I wasn't shooting. Um, you know, a handful of times. Um, I've I've had an actual DP, and it's it's hard. It's it's double. You're double busy, mate. Like you day, you've got to, you've got to work on performance and you know everything else, and and make sure that the what is contained within the shot is right, and then you got to make sure the shot is right as well. Um, yeah, he's a he's a He's quite a craftsman and I, I appreciate his his work. But um, that's enough about Zach. I'm sure we'll do Rebel Moon when it does come out, absolutely. Um, but right now, we're going to be talking about our main topic. Uh, it's La La Land from 2016. Famously uh, awarded Best Picture and then not... And it poured. It Google Damien Chazelle's face at that moment in time. Fuck here yeah, now. I've never seen anybody so disappointed about anything ever. Yeah, incredible film. I, I don't know what took me so long. It's it's really silly. I watched it at just the right time, and it, and maybe it wouldn't have spoken to me as as much before that. Um, but regardless of all that, you know, I watched it when the last month. You've been living with this film for what at least like seven years. When was the first time you saw it?
1: Um, I watched it in. Twenty
0: nineteen. Okay, all right. So after it come out, like a decent period of time. Yeah, but
1: I did watch it in the theaters, which is the weird part. Why? Because um, nineteen seventeen was uh uh, nominated for like Academy Awards, and that was huge here for some reason. And so Mm. they had they had like a they had like a couple of films that they were that that like had been nominated for Best Picture. Uh, just sh- just showing for like the awards weekend and i i watched 1917 then and i watched La La Land in theater
0: right that's very cool what was your first reaction because mine was obviously regret <laughs> i was like why haven't i watched this before like like i said why did i let other people's thoughts and opinions on this film sway me i like both of those actors i really like damien giselle i love musicals um even though you know i'll get into why i think this isn't you know why it works because it's not a traditional musical but that was my first feeling what did you feel when you first saw it
1: it was weird because i hadn't i hadn't seen a musical like that in probably ever and it was it's it wasn't like it wasn't weird in like a bad way like we started with uh a ass fucking musical on a on a freeway
0: yeah right
1: <laughs> with it's another it's another day of sun and i felt like i wanted to get up and dance in the fucking theater that's never a bad thing and I was I was hooked man I, I was hooked since like the first note of the score till like the end of the credits and it was it, it was an intense experience. it defined that part of my life and I watched it through and through and I, I watched it last night and it's it's weird because I I know I know every lyric of the song I know how Sebastian moves I know I know how Mia moves and i know i know what's coming when it's coming and it's and now i i i pay attention to when they're in where, when they're in the lighthouse for the first time and you know do you hear this you hear sebastian explain what jazz is dying and the second time they're in there they're together and sebastian's playing on the piano and in the background the music that that the trumpet player is playing is the score of the film and you don't and you don't hear that part of the score until the end when when Mia um, when when Mia has her own song, which uh, "Here's to the fools who dream," and that's that melody that's that's playing, and it's 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 it it has meant so much to me for so much of my life, and it has defined different parts of my life. That now it's now I it's 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 all comfort, like all of it. It's it's become it's become that like. If I've had a bad day, I'll just watch some some of it and just, like, get... Just, like, feel better.
0: You can drop in and out because it's got really nice stanzas, like, it, because it, it takes place over a long period of time. We'll get to it, but the heartbreaking ending. Oh, yeah. My God, I didn't fucking see that coming. Normally, when it's a Hollywood movie, the kissy faces get together at the end, and that was just, you know, that's some 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 paths d- diverge and then come back together and then some don't um but i think to your point about the um the opening and how it really does hit you with this bombast of like this is a musical and fucking get over it like this is this is what we're doing this um, is what we're doing you here, and- here let's do it yeah exactly they're not that it doesn't it's what I, what I mean mean uh, uh some people i've been talking to recently about movies that kind of hold your hand like i'm trying not to do that in my own work and it's it, i was talking to a producer who i'm working with on a screenplay and i was like i don't want to do that like i don't want to make it just obvious you know to have everything have logical conclusions like that's not what generally happens you know in in everyday life you'd Things surprise you or things don't go the way you think they were or nothing happens sometimes you just hit a dead stop and that whatever that was it just goes away or it stays with you forever and changes who you are but with this i think it's like yeah there's no chazelle won't hold your hand he's like it's a musical and i'm gonna go at this pace and you've got to catch up babylon's exactly the same um, uh, first man's a little bit slow, a bit more meditative whiplash is like that. It's like, we are, we are playing at speed in rhythm and you, you can either follow or not la la land hit in a way because it came around at the perfect moment. And it's also the, 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 uh, like having it start on the freeway, if people are stuck in traffic, what it does really well for me. And it changes the camera style too, is it marries the mundane with the magical, so these these normal everyday situations in a modern context are going on. People trying to get to work, having barnies with, um, like as in, uh, you know, getting into an argument with someone in the car, um, you know, who you would then later on poke. What's the two fingers here? No, not there's not two penises going on, but you know what I'm saying? They get later would go on to bone. Um, and what am I talking about?
1: <laughs> La, la land musical freeway
0: they would later go on to bone what an idiot anyway uh yeah those those kind of normal things would happen but then all of a sudden it plumes as if as if this shit is in someone's head um it, it, funnily enough it kind of reminded me of the buffy musical episode once more with feeling where these normal situations that you see like because la la land plays as a drama it absolutely does. And the best example of that is the the um when he comes home early from a tour and he's cooked dinner for her and she sits down and they have the conversation about this is what life is now. It's an over-over-two shot and it's handheld. It's a handheld shaky camera and Chiselda's like, great. He puts short lenses on and gets really tight and I love that kind of filmmaking. It's really interesting to me. And then all of a sudden there's a fucking crane in the street and they're doing fucking Cory. Like this is a different scene obviously, but it goes from that intimate drama to which you're all familiar with uh, uh you know just a, a melodrama or, or a drama picture and then goes into the magical and, and it reminded me of buffy because that episode of buffy it's vampires and all that kind of horse shit and then all of a sudden she starts singing so everything you expect becomes even more supernatural than vampires and whatever but in this normal context there's backup dances all of a sudden and or, or the lighting changes like he's yeah everybody's gone to work and had to fucking kowtow to a boss where he's like, I don't want to play this music. He's like, none of that fucking jazz shit. This is Christmas music. It's a Christmas movie, by the way, everyone.
1: It is. Fantastic.
0: I'm going to rewatch it then. He's just like, do that. And then he gets into his thing and the lights come down and it's an actual moment and she's standing there and then bang, he gets fired. Like fusing the normality of everyday life with these extraordinary moments is what spoke to me a lot. And how to change the camera style and the lens choice to to, to um, articulate that.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Anytime you can get J.K. Simmons in a movie. Um,
1: and by the end, why like why like in the epilogue, like, he like starts snapping and starts dancing as well. And by the end, it's like, fuck yeah, man. How can
0: you not? And I feel like jazz, I- I- in a way, has a... There's a synchronicity to jazz and, and storytelling in that you kind of have to let it happen. All the best... St- screenwriters and novelists and, and, and stuff will tell you, you can come in with an idea of what you want to say or what you want to do thematically or, or you know, what characters have. Eventually, the the thing's going to become its own beast. Like, it, And you're going to start following the rhythm and following the beats of where this thing goes. And it should happen organically. The way that jazz does, if you're jiving with people, like I I learned as a, like a, a jazz drummer, that was how I learned how to play. Not open hand the way that he does, like the... Um, in, in Whiplash, like with the sticks through the fingers, like just the more traditional style, but I was taught and you start with jazz because it's the stuff that you can adapt as you know, more quickly. And, and, and when you're playing with, um, you know, other people and you kind of, you get a rhythm and you can just jive, that's that it's pure creation. Like it just happens within the moment. His explanation of it is, is, is much more articulate than mine, but that has a yeah synchronicity with, with storytelling and particularly Damien Chazelle's storytelling because he writes his own work apart from, um, I think, uh, First Man was written by somebody else. But Whiplash, La La Land and Babylon were all Um or, or traditional use of the word auteur as in writer, director, not as in they do everything. Um, and he's got to give it up. He's one of the only guys doing original work as well. Um, whether you like Babylon or not, you can't deny that it's original.
1: And like, it speaks so much because like, because of the fact that Damon Chazelle was a musician, he did, like he was a jazz player. Is that how you say it? jazz player? So I don't know what instrument he played. He was a drummer. Um, but yeah.
0: The story of Whiplash is based loosely on, on, on a teacher that he had, I think. Yep. <laughs> no, they threw a chair at him or whatever, but fucking, you know, yeah. it's a bit, bit harsh.
1: I remember uh, him talking about in like the the directors roundtable that year that that he had this idea and wanted to make this film for ten years, but everyone he would go to would say do we do we we're not in the age of musicals and we don't do musicals. You can you can feel the amount of love that he has for like his craft, filmmaking and like just songs like songs and music in general because. Who the fuck wouldn't want to break into song after like a bad fucking day, man?
0: I do it all the time. If I can come in and just, you know, start, put on your cans and just sing along to something while I'm making my dinner. Like it's just, it, it releases endorphins. Same as dancing. Like get your fucking boogie on. I guarantee you'll feel better about everything. There's a, there's a great thing that they do. I mean, they probably do it fucking everywhere, honestly, but they do it here in Melbourne. It's called Ecstatic Dance. Where you just go and they play fucking all different types of music, but you know the night that I went there, it was sort of a little bit more trancey or whatever. And you just fucking you just move like it's like an exorcism. It's 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 you know your body is an instrument of communication. It's it's really important to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I I totally totally get that. Just thinking about um, musicals, it's funny. Lay Mis was was huge. Remember when that came out? Um, with Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe, um, Anne Hathaway's, she won an Academy Award for it. Um, that came out in 2012. La La Land was a couple of years after that. But then you got to think, like, recently, so we had La La Land, that did really well. Greatest Showman was huge. What was that 2018, uh, yeah.
1: maybe? Yeah, that was, yeah. like, two years after, right?
0: Massive, massive film. And then more recently you've got a West Side Story, like Spielberg's West Side Story. which uh, Hamilton's huge as well. Like, I know that was a stage play, but they had a, a filmed version of it. And then um, In the Heights was made into a movie as well. Like, I feel like it kind of, it was ahead of its time. I think it, it saw a trend. That'll be interesting to see in 10 years' time or, or you know, eight years' time, have, to see if people go back and revisit Babylon because there's that, t- that time period is, is, is of great interest to people at the moment, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. And, like, we know for a fucking fact that in 10 years, people will go back and say, oh, this is one of the greatest films ever made. And we were right there saying this when it came out.
0: And we'll do we'll do a fantastic three-hour-long episode, which will just be literally me and Addy saying, I told you so, for that entire runtime. Yeah, it'll be, so. be, be, so. be five minutes. It'll be five minutes of
1: I told of, you I told so. Told
0: you so. Sorry, what's that? <laughs> it'll be five minutes of <laughs> I told you so. I love calling people shit eaves. It's so good. <laughs> or something's a shit eave.
1: It's five minutes of that. And then it's going to be just 10
0: minutes of the,
1: the the shit scene. And then it's going to be five minutes again. And then it's going to be 10 minutes of the shit scene. So it's like 30 hours.
0: Amazing. Amazing. That'd be like meditative. Like some of that stuff that um that John Lennon did with Yoko Ono. Number four. Number four or whatever it is.
1: I had forgotten about that. Thank you.
0: Thank you for making me remember oh, way, that. This little forced, little forced death march down memory lane. You're welcome. Yeah, no. I, d- <laughs> <laughs> I like calling things shit eeps as well. Like uh-huh. if something's a shit eap, like if you, not, not not, like people say that, oh, that car's a shit eap or whatever, but calling stupid things a shit eap. Like if you buy a carrot, that's the wrong, it bends at the top. Oh, man, what a shit eap. Just, it just tickles my pickle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Makes me happy. <clears throat> silliness. I enjoy the silliness. Um, anyway, right. we're talking about La La Land and we're not going <laughs> to rub it in anyone's face about Babylon. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe in, maybe in however many... I was just trying to think of all the films that didn't do well and in, in, in their time and then people look back and they're like, oh, fuck, this was... It's because we weren't ready. We weren't ready.
1: And I mean, yeah, like the Greatest Showman was was a success after its like first weekend. First weekend, it bombed, and uh, and then it was word of mouth. And you know, I've, I've I know about Peter Barnum and the shit that he did, and that movie is not where he Barnum Barnum was. But no,
0: not not even in the least. It's For it's starters, amazing. He didn't burst into song all the fucking time. True. And he did it look like Hugh Jackman
1: that's yeah that was my second point but um it's it's amazing because the greatest showman is exactly the movie that pt barnum would make about himself so
0: it's a full circle thing what a self suck yeah (laughs) still a better self suck than free guy (laughs) that is the biggest fucking victory lap of all time that fucking movie
1: it is it's it's a it's a it's a marketing film which is we have this this and also this
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. That's very much. And and, and go and play Fortnite, whatever that is. Yeah, just thinking about La La Land. (laughs) Can we just talk about performance for a second? Because Emma Stone won an Academy Award for this performance. I don't know who else was up against her that year and for what pictures. I don't know if she necessarily deserved it. It, It's a great dramatic performance. I, I don't feel she's the best singer that ever lived um because you know not everybody is cindy lauper um but I don't know, cindy lauper might not be the greatest singer all time but god i love her anyway amazing nuanced performance um uh especially in the scenes where she's getting shut down like in the middle of um uh, uh giving a audition uh for a role and the first one's a really powerful one where she's like she's really giving it her everything and then they're like thanks very much we'll see you later like the, the cannibalistic nature and and the um, disregard for human emotional engagement in something in that industry is fucking horrible. And and I only know because I probably work in that space and I've, I've auditioned people and I've been at auditions and all that stuff. I know that people are pressed for time and all that, but I don't know how you can be. I mean, it's exaggerated, but I don't know how you can belittle someone's commitment to something. Um, you either see it through or you don't. I, I, I don't understand this this consumable nature of it, it. It's a whole thing that's going on right now with all the strikes and everything. It's because they're being looked at as as commodities, as tools, as things that can be you know used to then go on and make revenue. I don't understand that movies have to make money and studios need to remain open so that the cycle can continue, but you can't pull the, if you, as soon as you take the humanity out of that, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. And, if, and and that scene really got to me. I would never do that to an actress. No matter how fucking time poor I was or how bad their performance was, make the scene shorter, if anything. Like, just give them the monologue, give them the opportunity to, to, to get to the end. Um, and I think it's really nicely paralleled in uh, um, uh, Sebastian in that he is... So hardcore against the 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 commonality in in it, the people in his field, the people who just decide to step down from where their dreams are. You know what I mean? Like they 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 take two steps down from the peak of reaching whatever they want to reach, so that they can just live. And I get that, especially now, cost of living's a motherfucker. But that the idea that um, you know your your art is marketable and it's it's there is a price tag on everything and 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 you know it's it's that great line from that passenger song you take your dreams down and you stick them in storage you can have them back son when you've paid off your mortgage and loans that's that's kind of the mentality and and, and sebastian falls into that and then he becomes successful and he kind of the the success becomes and the live playing and the feeding from that um the audience becomes more important than his his morals you know maybe that's just me reading too much into it i I don't know i just i i i feel i feel compromise around every corner these days especially with the introduction of ai into the into the the field and you know that's a whole that's a game changer for a lot of people and i it's just it 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 lessens not just that but just this this market marketability of of an art form is, it troubles me. We're not fucking, you know, what we do isn't sandwiches, you know, know. and I understand there are some sandwich artists. They work at Subway and uh, I totally get that A little Subway joke for you, but product and property are are words that come up far too often when we're talking about people's people's forms of expression. And this, this, this film really made me feel like that because it, 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 it burns both of them.
1: I'm going to say it because I've felt it ever since I watched Babylon, which is that Damien Chazelle in La La Land tells a story about two people who fall in love with each other and then fall out of love with each other to fall in love with their dream. And Babylon tells a story about two people who fall in love with each other and fall out of love with their dream.
0: Yeah. And And another desperately fucking horrible ending of that, you know. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. And it's,
0: he doesn't bang it out to the cheap seats, man. He's 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 ready to challenge you at every turn.
1: It's all there, like in, in the in the last in the last scene when when it's just them smiling. It's it's all there. It's like the the love that they felt for each other. It's not gone. It's just it was there, and now you're different people. Yeah, and
0: it transforms and and becomes something else. Yeah,
1: and you're different people because of each other, which is like the most heartbreakingly amazing part of that.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't for the the two of them being together, they wouldn't have ended up where they were or it would have taken longer. Or it would have been a different route. Um, yeah, it's it, and that's that's what happens. People don't stay together sometimes, Yeah, you know?
1: I, I fall in love with that ending every time I see it. Like, I fall more in love with it every time I see it because it's just, it's all there. And like the, the whole sequence with like, they, fly, they flash to what could have been and they come back to what is and it's all in that... In that like six, seven minute, um, piece of music that Sebastian plays on the piano called the Epilogue, I know it because I've fucking memorized the the list of the soundtrack, and it's
0: it's a good soundtrack. You get, just go and pop it on Spotify or whatever. It's you you'll you'll feel happy and sad, and then happy and sad, and then happy and sad again.
1: And it's it starts off with the melody of uh, his it's another day of sun goes on to uh goes on to city of stars then goes on to um what a waste of a lovely night and then ends with um here's to the fools who dream and it's 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 the whole story in the one seven minute sequence and there's no dialogue that's how amazing this film is and it's Mm. like when this film is is the reason why the Greatest Showman did as well as it did. It's the reason why oh, absolutely people, yeah. people people were accepting accepting of, uh you know, you know irrespective of like fucking Steven Spielberg doing it, um mm. you know there's there's no there's no like there's no world where Lala La Land doesn't come out and Steven Spielberg's uh, remake of uh, West Side Story works, because Lala La Land while being a musical and being a throwback to, you know, how fucking Hollywood started, right? You had Sound of Music, you had Singing in the Rain, and how, and being a throwback to that era. Again, with fucking Babylon being a throwback to that era. But also, you know, being a throwback to all these musicals while also paving a way for, you know, musicals to continue. Because this is a form of storytelling, it's a form of pure love also. Like these people make these movies because that's the only way they know how to come to terms with the things they feel sometimes. And it you you can feel that in every frame of this, of La La Land. And like, I've never, like, I have a problem with when when there's a film shot on film and there's a lot of noise. Yeah. Like sometimes it takes me out. It's my thing. Like it's, it's not, like it might be really comforting for somebody else, but it, like it sometimes takes me out. But like while watching Lala, then I I feel comfortable just looking at the noise because I already know what the story is, and I just I just want to be in it now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's to, it's got to be um, said about Tammy Giselle and his 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 crew and his DP and everything that they they really did shoot it like a classic. Those scenes they shot it like a classical movie, and then you know the the thirty five millimeter or whatever they shot on for the everything else as well, the drama scenes and things like that. It does, it gives it a, a, a traditional feel that you wouldn't get now. Like, so, I mean, fucking... to Sherman certainly doesn't feel like that. Even West Side Story doesn't really feel like that. And that was shot on film. It was very particular way that it looked. I think as well, the commitment that everybody gave, uh, you know, outside of the technical is, is, you know, something we need to speak on. Like, Ryan Gosling learnt all those piano parts. When they were shooting that scene, the dance scene um, on the hill, which is such a beautiful scene, all, all that one take... Um, they had 30 minutes to do it because they had to be in the twilight hour and, um, or the twilight half an hour by the sounds of it. And, and they would do a take and then run back and get wiped down and then go and do another take. Like you don't do that if you don't give a shit. And it's Chazelle, like it's his work that people are interested in. He only made whiplash at this point, took the world by storm. One JK Simmons is, you know, a very long overdue Oscar. Um, you know, these people have come to, to, to perform with this this director and you can tell when the people come back you know um yeah uh, it, 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 there's there's a lot to be said about looking back and bringing things forward the way that he did of going this is how things used to be done and this is how things are done now let's see if we can kind of pull this forward while still remaining you know relevant and modern um and and the fact that he won uh, best director is is the perfect it uh, didn't win best picture is an interesting example of that. Not like i said it before, not the Oscars fucking mean anything, but, but yeah. people should be... It's an example of if this was the best directed film, I don't know why it didn't win Best, best Picture, but if he's the best director that year, that says a lot um, about his commitment to doing something... Because all the other films that year weren't musicals, you know what I mean? Like, he was the only musical that year, and he fucking won for it, so i don't know what does that tell you and yeah the the proof's in the pudding as well it's just musicals are going to become more and more popular it's not out of the realm of the possibility for there to be one of these a year
1: yeah i would love not a
0: la la land obviously but yeah
1: i mean no yeah i can't i can't like i can't have like la la land every year break me in fucking theaters i just i I will (laughs) i will run out
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i can't have my heart broken once a year. Thanks very much. I wonder when this was released actually. Do you remember? I think it was summer. It was released on Boxing Day in Australia. And and it was released in the United States on Boxing Day as well. It's wide release. It did some some um you know festivals before that. But yeah. Isn't that crazy? What commitment that you have to have to be released on, you know, Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. You know what else was released on Christmas Day? Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And the faculty by robert rodriguez anyway that's neither here nor there apart from the fact that josh hartnett's in it and we talked about him before and we always love batman but um yeah it's it's i'm so disappointed in myself for taking so long to do it if i can find it on 4k i will i can't get babylon on 4k in australia they don't have it it didn't get released here and go fuck yourselves see we're getting very musical on this episode because that's that's what we're doing just so pissed off. You can only get it on Blu-ray. The Blu-ray is fine and everything, but if you can get 4K, why not? Um,
1: I think I have it on 4K, but it's digital for me.
0: Oh, eat a bag of salt and vinegar dicks. No, I'm sure. So dicks are
1: fine all day, every day for dicks. It's just salt and vinegar throws me <laughs> off for that. Like it, go, it goes, it goes all soft and then salty, and then like it just
0: it'll be soft ba- and salty. That's that's the name on the packet. Want a bag of soft and salty? I also like
1: (laughs) We here all dicks all
0: day. I want that on a T shirt. (laughs) But it's just a bunch of pictures of Dick Grayson. It's a bunch of Nightwings on a t-shirt. All dicks all day. <laughs> That's a Hey,
1: fantastic. I have a Nightwing t-shirt.
0: I know you have. I know you have. I don't know why you've taken it off. I would wear that constantly. So, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to this episode, but <laughs> if you haven't seen it, fucking do yourself a favor. Just... just Go and check it out. It, it's, um, it's streaming everywhere. Like, I, I I think I found it on Netflix or something, yeah, but it is, it is on most streaming platforms, yeah. Just amazing performances. Such a well-executed film. It does exactly what it wants to do, and that's the thing that I really love about Damien Chazelle as a filmmaker. He does exactly what he wants to do. Like, he's he executes. There's, there is no compromise whatsoever. And, and, you know, in this, with Babylon's case, you know listen to our episode on our emergency episode we did on babylon because we both loved it so much and it was doing really badly with the you know just poor marketing poor traction and also um fucking blue people number two came out um sorry i said that kind of bitterly i don't mean that bitterly i just mean everybody was paying attention to that and this amazing thing was going on elsewhere and no one was looking at it um you know it was like it was like being on your iphone while you're getting a hand job like what the fuck are you doing? like your attention here please mm-hmm. um and that could go both ways. It could be the person giving the handjob who's also on their iPhone. Or it could be you on your iPhone while you're getting a handjob. Unless you're watching some pre-organized uh, or- pornography that you've both agreed on. I think that's I think that's disrespectful at best.
1: Like, what are we talking no. about again? No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: La La Land. La La Land, thank you, yeah. But um, yeah, he, he just... He made the film he wanted to make. It's really, really beautiful. He he deserved that. And I hope that the, the bad reception... I mean, he, he did a great interview on um, uh, the Roger Deakins podcast, uh, Team Deakins, where, where him and um, I think it's Ryan, his his wife, uh, Roger Deakins' wife this is, have a podcast where they talk to creators and they talk to Jamie and about it. And it would have been post this movie not doing well, like, you know, at least by a few months. Um, and he still talks really glowingly about it and that that he, he, he did what he wanted to do. So whatever's next... Man, whatever you want to do next, you want to do, do? You want to do a drummer who who goes to space and 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 uh, 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 gets you know dances with Emma Stone and then gets shit on by an elephant. That's that's a good movie. I'll watch that film, whatever it is. I have an idea. Okay, it is really it's a La La Land extended universe.
1: It's it's a really bad idea, but I have it and I have to see it give Damien winches the, um what's the the demon etrigan
0: oh really okay what what
1: explain just have him like live through like all of his life like like all of it but have him like i have him him remember just singing and all. like him fighting but like singing because he's just so fucking strong that nobody can beat him so like he's going on in his journey to like just
0: yeah, the Demon Demon Etrigan the musical is a fucking great idea. I don't, I, I, James Gunn. I know you're listening. <laughs> you always listen to our show because you're you're not busy at all. Yeah, that's a fucking great idea. I, I honestly, I don't. We want to be that case of like someone does really well or makes a really good picture, and they're like, "Hey, do you want a fucking movie with superheroes in it?" Like it just if that was going to happen to him, it would have happened already. Like I guarantee yeah. he's had that meeting. Someone's gone to him. Hey, Damien, do you want to do Fantastic i I'm, I'm writing fucking Babylon, would you piss off? But do you want to do Fantastic Four? No, I don't. I'm Damien Chazelle. His voice is so much deeper than this, by the way. Have you heard him talk? My God. It's like someone spreading butter over the top of toast.
1: I will not look at that differently
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you butter your toast, you'll be like, That's what Damien Chazelle sounds like. That's weird. Um, yeah, he's he's a, a fantastic storyteller. This is a really good movie. Do, any any other any other port- parting shots, uh, final thoughts?
1: I just want people to see it. Like it's it, it means a lot to me, and I know that like it won't as much to a lot of people. But I feel like if they just, it's the same with Babylon. Like if you watch it, you might get you will surely get something out of. Like right? if yep. if like music and like fucking breaking into dance is not your thing, the the fucking ending is gonna break you because you're on this journey with them. Either you either like hating the music or just like being in love with these two people
0: yeah if it's not the 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 musical extravaganza it's the drama that's going to get you and and they're both really great performers they have awesome chemistry and it makes sense they've been in what five movies together or some fucking shit yeah they've they've been it was like this uh the crazy stupid love um
1: Uh, wasn't there another one
0: and oh and gangster squad that's that's the la la land uh, we hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Did we get any questions for this one? Because I know that went up kind of late because we were jumping on this episode. Uh, no,
1: we did. But before we go, I want to know... Ooh.
0: We didn't have questions last week. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have questions uh, last episode, which is fine.
0: For the last episode, yeah. Um, I keep saying last week. like we get them out weekly. <laughs> one of these days we will. We'll, we, we'll, yeah. we won't be as busy. So
1: there's a small patch where we did weekly and then, and then we did like...
0: It just it got so hard, man. Like we just got so busy. Like the studio went absolute ape shit, and then I got this contract, and then I was working on the fucking Hamlet thing, and it was just yeah, it's been it's been massive. Um, but what what we should probably commit to doing is like making sure that we get one out a week for um for Halloween, so that we do cover all of all of um planning and stuff. Yeah. I think that's we'll we'll make a promise to you here, folks. Um, we will be going weekly in 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 um, October. Just to, um, just because we love you so much. What were you going to say, sorry?
1: Um, right. So before going to questions, I want to know top two moments and then top three songs.
0: Top two moments, probably the for me, it's a line is is where um, uh, uh, Sebastian says about LA. Um, they uh, they worship everything and value nothing.
1: Yeah, um, I knew That's it.
0: such an indicator for for like the toxic you know, sick environment that can be there. I know that there's not, it's not all like that, but it can be there. Um, and just that that look across the room, no dialogue. They just catch each other's eye. He's in his club that he's always wanted. You know, we're doing okay, then that's okay kind of thing. And she comes in with her family now, like when she runs in and sees the kid and then just like, hey, let's just go into this bar here. And it's Seb's, beautiful, just amazing. And favorite song, City of Stars is, is, is really amazing. It's so... Um, it's so hopeful and yet so sad. Um, uh, I, which, I, I really which, that. I don't,
1: which version do you like? Do you like the one with just Ryan Gosling, or do you like the one with their both of them?
0: The solo, the solo oh, okay. version. I like the other one as well, but I just like that moment in the film. Um, I really like the song that she sings with her housemates.
1: Someone in the car could take you with you
0: yeah it just it, i and i love the it might, maybe it's the cory like i just like that one eye that sort of like follows them around and, and they're all kind of popping up in it. that's real musical to me like i love that kind of big uh you know um uh old school way to 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 uh stage those those kind of things um and 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 yeah like the i'm, I'm sorry, i am sorry i don't know the names of the songs because i've only seen the movie once the the song at the opening at the intro on the freeway
1: another day of sun
0: another day a son motherfuckers that's sorry that's the snoop dog remix um yeah it, it, it I've, i mean it's hard to sort of pick the best kind of stuff but yeah. That, that's yeah that is for me what about you you tell me your moments and your songs.
1: Um, well you fucking took my moments now did you we'll eat a bag of
0: softies salties or whatever <laughs> we called them before <laughs> soft salties <laughs> fucking hell um, um uh yeah you gotta pick other ones
1: so if if not those then i would probably say i'll probably say they're <laughs> the almost case when they're when they're when they're in the theater watching uh a rebel without a cause would be the scene leading up to that one which is her in like this this like fancy hotel with a boyfriend and like she's she's like stood up I'll shut up. she's she's like decided not to go to Sebastian to watch the film and like is here like having dinner and she hears the jazz like coming out and then she hears the the melody which is the me and Sebastian theme and she hears that and then she just says I'm sorry and she runs out and that's something that I relate to is because I never like I never like paid attention to jazz but like the theater I go to now, like you sit, you sit in it for like the first thirty minutes when they're not, they're not playing anything, and then you know the commercials start and then the film starts. But like for that amount of time where nothing's playing, there's jazz playing, and I just sit there and just listen to it because of this film.
0: It's it's beautiful music, especially like traditional jazz like this. Like coffee shop jazz isn't jazz. It's and 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 um uh J.K. Simmons character Fletcher says that in in Whiplash. He's like that kind of you know. The best coffee house songs. It's all this, you know, commercialized jazz that's just, you know, like hit, banging it out to the cheap seats. Real jazz is, is, you know, something beautiful to listen to. Like in Miles Davis, or is a really good example. Of, he's a good, uh, a, a good sort of, what do you call it? Um, a gateway. He's a good gateway drug into all different kinds of jazz, Miles, because he's, you know, he's so, uh, uh, has a real broad appeal and is and quite eclectic. But yeah, that. The, the the road not taken you know that that thing where she's like no let's just get off here and go and have dinner and they you know you see yeah that, that thing and it goes and then you see the what would have been for them like just oh man gut-wrenching gut-wrenching shit um and what are your favorite songs
1: my favorite line is just because you did i'll do it too because fuck you
0: yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> all right then jesus that's aggressive. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, I'm
1: got thicker skin than that, mate. Um, okay. My 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 favorite line is "How are you going to be a How are you going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist?" Um, but yeah, okay. Favorite songs because I have memorized this fucking soundtrack. I I take full fucking pride in it because I fucking love it.
0: Yeah. Damn man, no, no, don't no, I mean, apologize in this space.
1: My my number three is and this is like three of the best, right? So it's top three. Um my number three is someone in the crowd. No, it's not. It's not. Shit. Um it is, yeah, it's used to the fools of dream because it's it speaks to the people watching it. Um my number two is is a very weird one because it's it's City of Stars, where it's a tie between when both of them sing it. And, and there's a, there's a, there's a section where, where Sebastian just whistles it. I think that's my favorite version of the song. It's just him whistling it. And my number one is uh, Another Day of Sun because I can break into that song like that.
0: <laughs> Hopefully not on a freeway because not everybody else thinks you're going to do it and that's how you end up in a car accident or hit by a car. <laughs> no. It's true. Be careful dancing and singing on causeways, everybody. And bless you. Um, wonderful. There we go. we have got some questions. We're going to do them right now with the with the, with the, 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 the and then uh. questions. Thanks. Thanks for the fucking assist. <laughs> <laughs> like Karl Malone and John Stockton.
1: I have that's, no idea what
0: the a... fuck you just said. No, man. yeah, it's it's fine. You know what's really funny though is they are two basketball players who used to play for the um I think it's the Portland Jazz. No, the Portland Utah Jazz.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Karl Malone and John Stockton were basketball players. For the Utah Jazz, and we're talking about La La Land. How about that shit?
1: Yeah, full circle, man.
0: Like an NBA deep bench, that one. All right, so questions, questions, questions. Questions these. How many? Eight. My God. All right, let's pick four. (laughs) Otherwise, we'll be here all night. Unless you want to do rapid fire round.
1: All right. Um, so the first one is, why is Riggs so goddamn hot?
0: Well, look, it's a combination of um, you know creams uh, that I use on my on my person, and uh, these these soft dulcet tones that make you just want to get a cup of milk and a cookie and settle in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ask my fiance. She seems quite keen on me as well. Um, whoever you are what a beautiful thing to say to a 41 year old man who doesn't feel like he's he's got much to offer in that department most of the time so I appreciate the uh, the ego boost bless you Mwah. and you wrote it well there we go <laughs> well bless you then darling thank you <laughs> but yeah there is no answer to that question it's like the hand clapping in the woods thing whatever the fuck it is no it's not the hand clapping in the woods it's one hand clapping and the tree falling in the woods you know what? You know that pro- the proverb of if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Yes, of course it does. It does make a sound. Uh-huh. But, you know, no no one's there to hear it, so it's just vibrations in the air. But it still makes the sound. Okay. What are we talking about? We're getting totally distracted here. Yes, I'm, I'm really fucking hot. Let's go. All
1: right, question two. What's the best ship you've ever taken outside
0: home? Wow. Who Who is asking this? Who is asking this? That's got nothing to do with Lala La Land, but I will tell you. I'll do- <laughs> Are you going to do the answer to this? Because I'm not going to fucking do it alone.
1: I'll do it. I'll do it.
0: We're going in un- uncharted territory here, folks. I once went to the bathroom at a- at, a- at a cafe um after a night of drinking i was still drinking at this stage and 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 you know you have what is what is commonly referred to in australia as the after grog bog and uh why are we answering this question (laughs) but it was so big i came out and i said to the person i was with i just shit a wizard (laughs) So there we go. So I feel like the first question of why am I so hot has just been answered. But in the (laughs) negative. (laughs) Why is he so hot? Well, he's not. Because he tells stories about doing shits. You're hot because
1: because you shit literal wizards, man.
0: I do. I shit a wizard. Fucking Gandalf the the Brown came out of me. (laughs) Oh, now I have to leave this part in because that's a really good joke.
1: (laughs) i love it the <laughs> oh <more.
0: laughs> lord oh okay these are two of the four questions we're gonna do by the way we were...
1: <laughs> right um so i can't talk that so i'm not gonna say shit
0: sure that's yeah not, not everybody shits a wizard absolute nonsense this is on record this is on the internet now forever and ever and ever
1: i had a really bad case of diarrhea on the airport oh no but it was it was it was good because i was like. Whoa. I was like 12 and it, it was good but i was also like scared of like going going on so
0: oh no okay someone had to come and assist
1: no 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 because this this is perfect this is perfect because fuck it right
0: season two fuck. season two we're just all the gloves are off folks oh, the toilet that? paper's in the fridge <laughs> just to cool it down a bit pat pat I had, a, you know it's like.
1: I had a really bad time <laughs> getting it out.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And like, I didn't lock the door because I was really small and like, I, I was really scared. I wasn't really small. Like, it was eight years ago. Fuck. Let's not remind you of that. Mm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Some poor guy just came in because the door wasn't locked and he saw the sling.
0: <laughs> oh no. At least he didn't like pick you up and move you and sit down himself like that would have been uncomfortable
1: no he saw this like just kid just like trying to like get the shit out he just said so- <laughs> he said sorry and went out and i got so scared that i shat myself
0: and it Well, was the best thing bless that man then he is he is a living laxative that gentleman <laughs> wherever you are laxative man you know we appreciate you and god bless um, I also like the fact that your story from when you was a child and mine is from like five years ago <laughs> when I was a fucking grown man. I will say one thing really quickly, though. I won't, I won't call out who this person was, but I, I know a person who as an adult, after eating some food they probably shouldn't, on the way to work in the morning, shat themselves on the train and then had to ride back Oh no! to get home. To go and clean up their doo doo. I bet you didn't realise you were going to get this kind of conversation. When you're like, oh yeah, let's listen to the La La Land episode of the Filmatics podcast. That'll be really, you know, they'll talk about cinephiles. They'll talk about it in a really deep, meaningful way about you know the the, the love and music and, and 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 chances and you know sliding doors and all that kind of amazing stuff. It's going to be great. And here we are talking about diarrhoea. It's diarrhoea. <sighs> What's question three? If it has anything to do with bodily functions, we're fucking ending early. <laughs> All right, question number two. No, this is question number three. Don't sneak it in under the wire. I know what's up.
1: All right, uh, what mundane things in your in life would be great as a musical? Shitting, because we were on the topic. Oh God.
0: you win that's that's. it's not going to get better than that I'm sorry it's, and you know what's fucked as well is that like, I'll leave this in you know for full transparency folks I, I'm, I'm at this moment in time recording at this very moment I'm not 100% sure that I want to leave all that in but I now have to because it's it's. T- I'm going to have to cut out the entire question section if I do you know what I mean so look if this is upsetting for anybody just turn off now because it's only going to get worse <laughs> Yes, going to the bathroom would be much better if all of a sudden you sprang into song about it. But listen, everybody poops, you know? If you act like it doesn't... It's not concentrated evil coming out the back of you, as in, they say in Family Guy. It's just an everyday thing, and sometimes it's fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah, and I was listening to this podcast uh, from, like, a really great DM uh, dungeon master called uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan, and he w- he was on this podcast, and he said... The reason why D and D is weird is because life is weird, you know. You lose someone, like if somebody in your family dies, it's weird. But you know what's also weird that that day you also have to poop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so true. It's like Nana's dead, but I have to. Have, I've got to have a shit before I go to the. I want to do it before I go to the funeral as well. Who does a poo at a funeral? Like. Tuck it in, mate. Like, there's no way that you could possibly... You know what I mean? Like, everybody got to do it. Friends. Yeah. Nana did it before she left. She fucking loved to poop, Nan.
1: Yeah. She fucking loved to poop.
0: A good clean out, she'd call it. Oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: That's it. Every, everything is ting, That's okay? It. <laughs>
0: just... Yeah, we're going to have to... No, it's whatever. Like, people are either going to like it or not like it. It doesn't matter at this point. We're too, we're pot committed. We're poop committed um okay can we let's yes do two more questions hopefully neither of them have anything to do with poop
1: well the second one didn't but i made about it so sorry
0: yep you sure did
1: <laughs> what mus-
0: mundane things a musical doing a poop would yeah. be really really good
1: what musician slash singer would be great as a lead in a music in a wow okay sorry
0: in a musical
1: yeah what musician or singer would be great as a lead in a- in a musical
0: do I have to say what movie it'd be?
1: I mean, if you Can have you an love I- something, if you have an idea, then for sure.
0: Trent Reznor, the Academy Award-winning uh, composer, won an Academy Award for Soul, and and him and um, Atticus Ross and uh, the Social Network. But he's also the lead singer for and, and and lead producer for Nine Inch Nails. I think he'd be great, like a revenge picture where he's the revenger, but it's a musical where he's going, I'm going to kill you motherfuckers or whatever. <laughs> I can't do a Trent resident impersonation. He sings much better than that, obviously.
1: I'm really silly. Well, I don't think it's really bad. I think if it's pitched to the person I'm talking about, he might do it. Um, So Jack Black in the musical called Hercules.
0: I can totally see that. Or you could have just got, like, well, you could have got Jack White to play Elvis like he did in Walk Hard, but do it in the Elvis movie. That would have been pretty fun.
1: I don't know who he is, sorry.
0: None of that makes sense. Jack White, the lead singer of The White Stripes, plays Elvis in the movie Walk Hard, which is a parody of A Walk the Line that's got um, uh, uh, John C. Riley in it. And you could have had him, Jack White, play Elvis in the Elvis movie directed by Baz Luhrmann instead of that young kid. Then it would have been interesting. Anyway, one more question. Um, Hopefully not not, fickle-based.
1: It's not. Terrific. What, What two acting talents would you love to see pair up in a musical? Paul Mescal and Daisy Edgar Jones,
0: please. Do we know that either of them can sing? That's the only thing you need. To, they, they both need to be able to sing. Sean Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick Harris. Sean Patrick Harris. Who the fuck's that guy? Nobody. Neil Patrick Harris. Incredible, incredible singing voice. Um, uh, Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog is 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 you know. I know Joss Whedon's a shit eat, but it's <laughs> a shit eat again. Um, but that's really really great. And I would pair him with um, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, who is—I uh, mean, most people probably know him as um, uh, the voice of uh, uh, Timon from Lion King. Um, amazing singing voice, Tony Award winner, I think. Um, but if not, he's—he's he's, he's got amazing singing voice.
1: I know him from Modern Family. Nathan
0: Lane was in yeah, Modern Family. Nathan you? Lane is in yeah. Modern
1: Family. He's also like in a in a really small role in uh, uh, Only Murders in the Building, and he's—he's yeah, yeah, he's he amazing in the, that.
0: The, the Greek guy, he's fantastic in it. Yeah, yeah. so great. I, I love him. I think he's he's one of the most talented actors um, uh, uh, working today. I rewatched the Birdcage recently, and that's just—I mean, it's any any movie with Robin Williams is hard to watch, but that one's a little bit easier because he plays the straight man. But fuck, what a beautiful performance by Nathan Lane. Um, yeah, that'd be my that'd be my my team up.
1: So I have one, but we don't know if they can sing. If they can, then it's a it's a Dick Grayson musical.
0: It's a Grace Musical. It's a Grace Grayson the Musical? Yeah. Fucking get on board, DC. Can you hear me now? If you bring out Blue Beetle and all sorts of other shit, you can bring out fucking Grayson the Musical or Robin the Musical. You know, I don't I don't give a shit. Make it um but yeah. A Lot of fan casting for Nightwing going on at the moment. I don't know why, but it was like someone's one of the one of them was um jared padlecky the guy who was the younger brother in in supernatural i'm like he's like 48 years old <laughs>
1: that's, <laughs> that's, is that? if that's true then that's twice batman's age
0: exactly that's not gonna work out friends yeah um, um i don't there was a couple that i didn't There was one that i'd like uh, like the idea of timothy Charmeley wasn't wasn't a good one uh, D- dylan someone or other the guy from maze runner and oh yeah yeah, Assassin.
1: yeah
0: yeah but i don't th- i don't think you need to go like he doesn't have to look exactly like he does in the comics i think paul mescal's the move anyway he won't do it he's too busy doing really really interesting independent work and i appreciate him as an actor he's got something coming out with saoirse ronan soon which looks really good
1: yeah foe oh my god i saw him like yeah yeah, yeah that's it's we'll
0: talk about foe um wonderful
1: i have well, that's it well, I have. Oh, you got one more. Yeah, I have, I have Nathan Lane and uh, Andrew Garfield.
0: Yeah, Andrew Garfield's got some pipes, man. And if you haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom, oh, there's another one. There's another musical that came out after La La Land. Yeah, no way that would have fucking worked. And that's, and that's a really good movie. Yeah. The fact that he didn't get the Academy Award for that performance is is ridiculous. Like that was that was one of the strongest male performances I think I, I'd seen that year. Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, there we go. Nathan Lane, Andrew Garfield. Nathan Lane is in most of our thoughts.
1: Uh, yeah, got one more question. The Femaddex musical. Cast yourself and what's the setting before breaking into a song?
0: So who plays me?
1: No. And what's like, the setting? Like, no, like we play ourselves. What's the setting?
0: We'd be recording an episode, wouldn't we? True. <laughs> but like- It'd be the first meeting, our first final, our our, our final meeting. Oh, no, our final meeting. Our first meeting in person, and we both burst into song, and I would be played by James McAvoy. That's all I'm saying. Everybody tells me I look like James McAvoy
1: Man, if you're playing by if you played by James McAvoy then fuck it, I'm Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> That'd
0: be a good show. Be a good show. Funnily enough, there's a possibility that I might actually be in, in your neck of the woods uh, sometime next year, but we'll talk about that. We could do a live episode pretty crazy we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it but anyway that's the end of our show um which i'm now going to have to retitle la la land and poop chat um but uh, we hope you enjoyed it thank you so much for coming back it's beautiful it's wonderful and and, and we do so love it being here addy you're gorgeous don't ever change i mean you can grow older and stuff if you want but you know
1: yeah i don't want to
0: okay well, that's fine just stay being you awesome all the live long day mate i love you man love you too buddy
1: this is this is amazing i'd love that we get to do this
0: yeah this is the best and what, what a great episode to do when you know about something that just came up organically and was like yep yeah, this is the one I, I, I love that spontaneity let's uh let's keep it going so we'll see you next time everybody and remember
1: stay amazing stay safe Bye bye.
0: Baby Bloodaxe has been alarmingly silent throughout the entire episode and all of a sudden here he is. Well, see you later, baby.